Who are those fellas down at the end of the bar? Those are the McGlynn boys. It's best to just let them be and listen to what they gotta say. Ask if you must, drink if you want, and disregard the rules, because this, this is the tavern in question. Also in your ear holes once again, my friends. That sounds a little invasive. We're also in your eye holes for those of you who are watching on the stream. But for those of you who are in podcast land, welcome <laughs> as we invade your space. Thank you for consenting for us to. I'm, I, you know, I'm going to stop though because yeah. that could go a lot of places. I was say, that we're not okay. We're going down a dark hole. You know, <laughs> giggity. I, I don't. Big Bob. <laughs> fuck your life. <laughs> oh no. Uh yeah. Hey Josh. Hi. <laughs> we're, we're we're starting off strong already. Already, this is this is gonna be a rough one. We that, got this. That's gonna be good though. We got this. That's a sign of a good time. It is a sign of a good time. You look good today, dude. Hey, thanks. It's good I, to see uh, you. I feel good. I'm All letting right. my I'm letting my hair grow out a little bit. I you see can that. Tell. Yeah, you may need to start like braiding it on. the I side have there. like a five o'clock shadow. I, it's so. like a seven or eight o'clock. Shadow. I know, right? So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know, but. I'm really excited because I only have to work like two days next week. Oh, sweet I, face. There is a a uh, national or now a federally recognized holiday that we're enjoying. And I also decided, I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to take a couple extra days. So I said, fuck it. I'm out. <laughs> so I'm very excited about it. Nice. Yeah. I head back to, uh, head back to Massachusetts on Monday. Well, that's dumb. That, that's big dumb. Massachusetts is dumb. It, uh, yeah. With all due respect to Massachusetts. With all due respect. We, we love you. We really do. <laughs> but you're dumb. But there are some things in there that are really... Anybody that's listened to the show knows how I feel about that. Fair so, enough. Uh, there's some wonderful people there that I love very dearly there. But uh, but outside of those people, there's some dumb shit. Just big, saying. Big dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah, which means next week we're going to have to go back to like the fucking computer shit. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. We got a fun guest next week. Yeah. That's going to be fun. She's going to be... And it's I don't have to work the next day. I'm going to get sloppy drunk. <laughs> Me neither. Oh. And I don't have to drive home. So there are benefits. Oh, <laughs> oh this going to be so much fun. Yeah. So we'll tell Lisa to, to grab an extra bottle. and She'll be she'll be down for the ride. Sweet. Yeah, it'll be good. Last call is going to be lit. It's going to be crazy. Crazy, crazy. Sweet. Uh, so with all due respect, sir. Mm-hmm. To the news desk. To the news desk. Breaking news. The Supreme Court today has come out and said, no, sir, you may not. <laughs> oh, shit. What do I mean? I mean, uh, now, I have to be very transparent. I did not read the entirety of the ruling, so I don't have all the details, but I do know that the Supreme Court came out today and in certain aspects struck down the vaccine mandate for big businesses. It allowed the mandate to stay mm-hmm. for medical places. Oh. So now all those details, again, I don't have them. <clears throat> but uh, in a uh, slap to his face, unfortunately, uh, Supreme nope. Court said, nope, you can't do that. Now, this isn't done. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more. Oh, yeah. Like a lot more. But uh, that was a, a, a pretty big goings on today mm-hmm. that uh, the Supreme Court 
went against the president and said, no, sir. Right. You may not. That's good. I, I think it's too late. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that left or quit or were fired already mm-hmm. that may not have been. But I, and, and from what I understand, like it's the government like can't say now the business can still say in order to work here, you need to be fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. It's, it didn't, they took out basically the government's ability to go in and say, no, no, you can't do that anymore or you're going to get fined by the government. Right. So, right. Uh, so there's been a stay put on that. Right. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm glad to hear that. I think the decision should have always been on the businesses yeah, from the get-go. And I think a lot of businesses would have adopted it anyway without fear of government reprisal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I think that's an important thing. Let let, let the businesses do what the business is going to do. And if they're not going to do it, then they're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, let them, let them go. And I think, <laughs> I think honestly, at this point, and you're just kind of seeing, you're starting to see it too. <laughs> the government's just like, Throwing their hands up in the air, like "fuck COVID," I'm done. Like, I don't care anymore. Like, it's, it's quarantine time. Fuck it, we're out. Like this, fuck it, we're out. Like, <laughs> states, you know how are you dealing with? We don't care. We're out. Like, it's a, you know what I mean. I think now a lot of like those rules and and you'll probably be a trickle down effect from this mm-hmm. um, to where things chill out. Unfortunately, like you know the medical part of it, I need I need to read and I need to look into that because I think the medical field's been freaking kicked in the nuts like hardcore because of the mandate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and a lot of these nurses and, and doctors are all saying the same thing. Like we fought this shit for a year and a half without the vaccine and we didn't get it. Yeah. Uh, why do we have to get it? Yeah. Well, like uh, Florida, uh, I'm going to, and I, I wish I would have looked this up earlier, but like they fired like between, I want to say between like 75 and like 100 some odd nurses and doctors because they said, no, we're not going to get the vaccine. They said, okay, well, see you later. And it's like, so we're going to get rid of the people who were helping the people who were dying? And it's, <laughs> it's, it's so fucking crazy. And the fact that there, there should have been some kind of a, a leniency where it's like, okay, hey, if you're not going to get it, that's one thing then we have to figure something else out. And, but my thing is like, if, if they could prove that they hadn't gotten it up until this point, like they said, Hey, uh, you've been working in a COVID unit for the past year and a half. You've gotten COVID about 10 times. We should probably do something, you know, to make sure you're okay. Um, but if like, Hey, I haven't gotten it once and I've been balls deep in it, like the whole time, then they'd be like, yeah, you're good. Just whatever. Go ahead. Well, I mean, they're kind of well, not. They're not really doing that, but like even mm-hmm. like COVID positives, yeah, right. Asymptomatic COVID positives, uh, yeah. yeah, just come back to work, yeah. As long as you're working in the COVID ward, yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna give the COVID patients COVID, right? Like, no, no, bitch. They have to drive to work. They have to walk through buildings. Mm. They have to, you know what I mean? Like, they have to exist in society prior to getting to the COVID ward, right? Oh, yeah. They're gonna like sleep there. So like, there's there's like ups and downs, and like, uh, I, I'm with you, man. Like, it's it's just fucking. It is what it is. Um, and I don't want to go down the COVID train again because we, we have been spending a lot of fucking time there. Well, see, I, I gen just real quick and then no more COVID. Um, I, I think COVID's over. Right. Genuinely, I think it's going to get to a point where not only the people, but the government and businesses are, are going to be like, you know what? Fuck it. it. It's going to be what it's going to be. And we're we're just going to have to figure out how to carry on. Yeah. One way or the other. And pandemic to endemic. Yeah. And it's, and I think everybody's still thinking, oh, we can still prevent it. Don't worry. And it's like, uh, 
can we though? I mean, really? Yeah, and we tried two weeks. <laughs> we tried two weeks back in March of 2020. Yeah, and it didn't work. Nah. So let's just figure out. How, yeah, yeah. It's, move, move along. That's yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like that's where I'm. I, and hopefully that's where everybody else is going. Mm. Just move along. Yeah. Um, and make it like every other vaccine. Like yeah. you, you want it? Go get it. Uh, you should get it because it's going to keep you safe. Uh, it's going to make you healthier, maybe unless you get myocarditis or uh, what's the other heart thing or blood clots or uh, whatever the other. So anyway, uh, so yeah, so the Supreme Court rules today mm. that uh, for big businesses, uh, the government uh, needs to mind its own goddamn business and, uh, and let them do what uh, what they're going to do, with the exception of healthcare. Uh, hopefully, I'll get some more details, and if it's anything like groundbreaking, I'll come back next week and correct the story. Very good. Very good. Josh, over to you. All right. Uh, you know I always bring the uh, the feel goods, all right? So today is no exception. Of course not. From what I understand, uh, soccer, or as the Europeans call football, and, uh, you know, over the Boot. football, whatever. It's a you. I, I feel, but see, it's when a, I, it's a long you. But see, when I say it like that, I feel like I'm being disrespectful. So I just, <laughs> I just say football. <laughs> so uh, I guess there are these programs for particular games. Like, oh, I, like when I read the article, it made me think of a playbill for like a show. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So apparently some guy was selling one and on eBay. So this, uh, this uh, buyer is like, oh, yeah, I really want that. So I don't know how it happened, but some details they exchanged with each other. The the seller finally said, I can't sell this to you because I'm just going to give it to you because you're my son. Apparently, this guy had a son he was never told about. And they met through e- like an eBay purchase and then they met in person. And the time this article came out, this guy had only met the father figure uh in a few days, he was going to meet his sister, who was like a, a year or two younger than him. So essentially, what? <laughs> what? This is awesome. This guy has like two families now. How cool is that? <laughs> two Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit less depressing, though. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's just so uh, some of the details as if. Was the father really notified that, you know, hey, you have a kid, you know, and if so, and he decided not to really give a shit until later on, that kind of sucks. But it it struck me as a, at least from what I read, that he had no idea and then found out and or through this eBay purchase found out and they connected, met in person, and uh, the the buyer was kind of like, you know, this is weird, like this is legit weird, but I'm... I'm going into it uh, optimistically. And from what the article said, he was getting to know them, getting to meet them and and spend more time with them. And I thought I I thought it was cool. Just well, like if you grow up and you've never met your dad and now you meet your dad, that's pretty cool. On fucking eBay, though. (laughs) I mean, Facebook. Yeah, duh. Are you my dad? (laughs) What are you just going to start every transaction like conversation with that now? That's that's safe. Are I mean, you, are you my dad? Especially if you've never met your dad. I mean, that's that's a safe bet. Okay, so okay, and maybe I missed it. Mm-hmm. But how did how did the dad find out that it was like what was the connection there? There, from what I understood from the article, that there was particular details that was exchanged through the actual purchasing because I I assume it wasn't like the 
the auction style. It was probably like the buy now kind of thing. Right. And there wasn't there was interaction enough between them through eBay where they were like, hey, uh, I I think this is a thing, and they confirmed it. And I've been on eBay. I've sold things. I've bought things. Mm-hmm. I have never had a conversation with any buyer or seller that would have led down the road to personal information that would have detected that they were a long lost relative. I, uh, so I'm scratching my head here because (laughs) what the fuck? So let's just say that this is just a, a false story that somebody wanted to put out there just to give people the feel goods. It makes me feel good. The fact that this, that they were, in some weird way to connect. Now, if this is legit, like 100% legit, first off, again, I had the same questions. How the fuck do you even start that conversation on eBay? Like, you either have to be looking for your father. Right. And you know their name. I mean, at this point, why would, unless they don't have any social media, that, that would have to be the only way. But how... What is the key, right, to a sports dealer 725 with a five-star rating? How do you get dad, question mark, out of that fucking thing? Like, you don't. You know what I mean? And so, so it had to be, like, there had to be major details in the conversation that were shared. Oh, and I'm sure. I, I would love to get the details of the story. Uh, so, first off, we are not sponsored in any way by eBay. Uh, not, not that we would turn it down, but uh, we're not. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, Ancestry.com. 23 and me, they could just fucking kick cans and eBay. be gone. Yeah, just go to eBay. Yeah. yeah. You missing missing your dad? Find it on eBay. Go find him on eBay. <laughs> Don't buy it on eBay. <laughs> just find it on eBay. So I just... <laughs> your dad is selling shit on eBay. Go find him. <laughs> so, like, I I, th- I found it humorous that this guy was trying to buy this, this program to a specific game, and his biological father just so happened to have it. And it's like, holy shit. They are into the same thing. <laughs> it's like, whoa, maybe that was the starter. The, hey, you know, yeah, I'm into that too. Are you my dad? <laughs> it's like, that's a bit of a jump, but it's like. There, that's a big jump. Again, there had to be some of their details that came out. I would have loved to share this program with my son. Oh, I never had a dad. When were you born? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> What's your mother's name? <laughs> oh, shit. The waitress at Chili's. God damn it. I knew it. <laughs> see now see i would like start thinking of like the financial repercussions it's like now do you have to like pay like back child support Shut the for fuck like <laughs> get the fuck out of here. for like 30 years for 30 years <laughs> it's like jesus christ i'll never financially recover from this <laughs> uh no i just again it was just one of those like just it was a crazy story and and again a part of me was very very much like questioning legi- uh the legitimacy of it and i was just like this seems too far-fetched to be legit. Right. But then that tiny little part of me is like, but if it is, that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> what was your, what was the news source? Uh, I have it right here. Uh, UPI.com. Fuck, where's my mouse? Hang on. I don't know. There it is. Uh, yeah, UPI. What that's is, what it is. What does UPI stand for? Yep. User propaganda <laughs> insertions. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I I specifically look out more like odd and funny news articles yeah. simply because 
standard news is depressing and horrifying. Yeah, thanks for that. So I'm just, I'm just not. I mean, yin and yang here. Yeah. One of us has to do it. So we bring balance to the force. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, if you uh, if you think you're uh, missing a long lost relative, uh, hit up eBay. Apparently, it works. Move over ancestry dot com. <laughs> eBay's coming for you. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. Oh my god. I don't understand. Yeah, it just maybe I've been asking the wrong questions. Yeah. Well, see, I think anytime anybody gets on uh, eBay, they're only looking to make a purchase, yeah. and. And so, and maybe that's more of a an American thing because this is over in the UK. So maybe they are more friendly and upfront with their purchases. Say, hey, how you doing? You know, uh, I want to buy this. Oh, hey, cool. Uh, you know, blah blah blah. Oh yeah, hey, cool. Blah, blah. Like maybe there actually is conversation involved, other than is this still available? <laughs> yes. Okay, I'll give you this much money for it. Okay, I'll meet you there. Okay. And then that's it, because <laughs> I, I recently sold something. That was the extent of the conversation. Yeah. And it's like, that's it. So I could have been like, hey, so, you know, how are you doing? Uh, you know, yeah. You know, so uh, what have you been up to? You know, and you're like, you know, trying to make it into a thing. And it's like, no, it's just we're, we're looking to get rid of our shit and get paid for it. <laughs> you know? And that's, that's what it is. We're so American. So American. Yeah. It's awful. A little Canadian. Yeah. All right, folks. We need it. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so there it is. There it is. Uh, don't be assholes when you're selling stuff or buying stuff. Take the time go. to get to know your seller or buyer, and uh, and they may be your dad. Well, relative. Let's <laughs> broaden relative. it a little bit more. Yeah. Actually, cool little tie-in to and when I think of finding relatives and shit like that. Uh, my did no, we no, lose one? No, 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 no not, <laughs> okay. well, not our relatives. Um, the, the my place of employment when I first started the uh, third shift manager, who I had gotten to meet and talk to a few times. Uh, probably a few months after I had started working there, he had left because he had moved to uh, to a different city. And then, so I'm on Facebook just going through, and I see a friend of mine that I grew up with. She had posted about meeting her long lost brother. It was this third shift manager. What? The same fucking guy. That's some Kevin Bacon shit. I was like, what? I was like, are you fucking so? I messaged her up. I was like, dude, I'm like, I used to work with that guy. And she's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, dude, legit. And it was. It was crazy just how small the world is. So I thought that was cool. Damn. So, but yeah. Anyways, I'm done with the, the feel goods. Good job. You ready to? Yeah, we got some good whiskey to drink. Yeah. Let's get to it. Let's do it. So we are at Hey Bartender. This is the part of the night where we sip on something wonderful and delicious. Last week we did uh, G&Ts. We sipped on a little bit of Ryan Reynolds Aviation Gin, which was uh, it was not whiskey. But it was good. It was very good. It was very good. We were very friendly to him. I think most most dudes are. Because yeah. I think, like we said last week, most straight men are Attracted to freaking Ryan Reynolds is sexy. I'm not. I'm not afraid to admit that. All right, so we are popping the cork on a wonderful bottle of whiskey. I hope. I really hope. I'm gonna be super sad if it (laughs) if if it it tastes like shit. (laughs) (laughs) If it sucks, I'm gonna be upset. All right. Oh, real cork. Big points there. All right. So what we are drinking tonight is Sam Houston straight. 
Kentucky bourbon. 15 years old. Comes out of Bardstown. I'm assuming it uses one of the distilleries. Uh, There's many distilleries located in Bardstown. Smells good. Uh, I fucking hope so. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the specs of this stuff. Like I said before, it is 15 years old. It is non-chill filtered. Uh, This is bottle 189 out of 480. It was barreled on, uh, let's see, that'd be April of 2006. It came out uh, 15 years later. So there were three barrels in this batch. It uses number four char, which is the alligator char, the super heavy one. Um, So that generally gets a little bit more uh, barrel characteristics in there. The mash bill, something that's super cool about this is that the mash bill is literally right on the label. So 74% corn, 18% rye, 8% malted barley. So heavy on the corn, mm-hmm. light on the rye. Mm-hmm. It's going to be sweeter. Okay. Uh, 15 years, though. So now you're dancing in that little danger zone uh, for whiskey. There you go. Smells good. This smells good. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Okay, I've got to say something because it's just a lot of dead air time. So I've got to, <laughs> we got to make some noise here. Um, <laughs> noise, noise, noise. Okay, so this is bizarre. <laughs> this this is uh, like so it noses like it's going to be this sweet gooey thing, but it's very there's a lot of wood. Fifteen years, mm-hmm. a lot of the barrel characteristics, especially with that number that, that number four, it's going to come out. And there's a lot, a lot of the wood. So if you're that oaky kind of whiskey person, this is your this is your wheelhouse. Now you said, uh, <coughs> excuse me, um, you said like alligator wood, or something about alligator. What is that? Like I don't I don't know what that is. It's the alligator char. Okay. Right. So uh, the barrels. There's four levels of char. Right. So the barrels are charred on the inside, and what that does is that activates like a lot of the sugars and all the other stuff that's inside, mm-hmm. kind of scores up the wood, so they can actually so the whiskey, the distillate, when it's put in the barrel, can move into it. Right, right. Um, and the highest level of char, so the, another whiskey that we enjoy that's got a high level that uses number four, uh, wild turkey. Mm. So, uh, and it, they call it alligator char because it, when it's charred real hard, it looks like scales. Oh, so it looks okay. like, you know, like the back of an alligator. Right. Okay. Right? So that's the highest level. So, uh, and the char goes like, it, it's like amount of time burnt, right? So they build the barrels, they roll them over a, a fire and then they flame the insides and it's amount like it's, it's a time thing, you know, how long it gets flamed for. Okay. Um, that's not to be confused with toasting a barrel cause you get like toasted barrel stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where they actually like cook the wood. Right, so that so like the inside parts of the wood get toasted, mm-hmm. and then they still char. So mm-hmm. adds different like flavor profiles. But yeah, this is uh, this tastes like it's fifteen years old. But again, the nose, man, like you get that freaking that super sweet caramel, just like wonderfulness on the nose. Yeah. So I got really excited because I'm like, yeah, buddy, here we go. So do you not like it? I I I need to let it chill out a little bit. And then I'm going to come back to it because I think there's a lot of parts that I like about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the age of it is just it, the wood's coming through real strong. And I'm not somebody, you know, I'm not a big like like oaky whiskey kind of person. 
That's fair. Uh, you know, so I like the sweeter stuff. So 10 mm-hmm. to 12 years is more of my thing. Anything above that, and you start to get a little bit more of the barrel in there than mm-hmm. I, I than I prefer. Not bad. <laughs> you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. We're fine. Uh, yeah. Not not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, and I think maybe once it chills out a little bit, I think I think this is when you come back to next time, and it's something different. Yeah. I think. I uh, I bought a uh, an older bottle of Bushmills a while back. Yep. The uh, the net pork, uh, Jesus, the neck pour, uh, was was like all wood, like that's all I could taste, and it wasn't like now with this, I don't mind this because it's to me it's subtle enough because I can get other bourbony flavors and stuff like that, so I, I it's not too overpowering for me. Uh, the Bushmills was just boom wood, wood. and it's just like awesome. It's like I'd rather go outside and just you know grab a stick and just like kind of you know kind of chew on it. Yep, and that'd be fine. Um, I didn't go back to it for weeks. Wouldn't touch it because I was like I really don't want to drink this. But then when I went back to it, it had all the characteristics of a good Irish whiskey. I yeah. was like. I'm like, this is good. Here we go. And like that wood taste was still there, but it was subtle. It yeah. was it was drawn back. But like this, like I'm usually not a fan of that kind of flavoring. Yep. This is good. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 kinda like it. Yeah. So the Glendala, um, I bought a, a Glendala, I think it was a 13 year uh Mazerna cask, Irish whiskey. And Mazerna is uh, uh Japanese oak. It's like the hardest of oaks. And presents some really weird flavors. And the first time I opened that, it was with uh, my buddy Kevin and his uh, brother-in-law, cousin, Aaron. Aaron's his brother-in-law. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Kevin and Aaron. That's who I was drinking with. And and I brought it over, and I was kind of excited about it. I'm like, oh, I I just picked this up. I'm really, I like, going to share it with you. We were doing, like, a tasting. And Mm -hmm. it's like, so poured it and drank it. And I'm like, this fucking sucks. I was like, no. I was so pissed. I was like, oh, this is. Terrible. This is legit terrible. Didn't touch it for probably two, three weeks. Mm. Was pissed at it because I had an expensive bottle of fucking grossness on my shelf. <laughs> Went back and again, it it was a completely different thing. I actually ended up having Kevin come back. I'm like, okay, try this again. And he's like, yeah, it's totally different. I was like, yeah, we should have poured it and just let it sit and then drank other stuff and then come back to it later. Right. But, uh, but it makes a difference. I think this, I think once this opens up, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be something – Something good. Now, the proof on this, right? It's 103. That is right where I need it to be. Mm. Like that that 95 to 110 place. Is that your sweet spot? Yeah, that's my sweet spot. That's like, and and this is right in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these and then like, uh, the, like 107. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think of Baker's. I think okay. of uh, Antique, the, one, uh, the Weller 107. Mm-hmm. Both of those are just in that that beautiful place. Of of good yeah, I, wild turkey shit yeah the the one hundred one rye oh is just it's so good because yeah. it just sits right there in that 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 spot where Jimmy Russell of course he likens it to a medium steak you know what I mean mm. um it's not it's not well done it's not rare right? right it's it's that medium that happy that pink and juicy place right um <laughs> behave yourself I I, <laughs> I literally didn't say anything. <laughs> I beg your pardon, sir, but yeah, man, uh, and and th- so I like where I like where the proof is at with this. Mm-hmm. It's got great legs; they go all the way up, and uh, 
and, which is surprising because I see that. And again, with the nose and the legs, I would think oily, gooey, like, you know, but it's no, not. No. Like, it's very thin in the mouth, but it doesn't taste thin. No. Because, like, something like this, like, hmm. if if it was a lower proof, just tossing them back, not even thinking about it. Just because it's it's thin like that. But, like, with whiskeys that are are not heavy, but, like, thick and gooey. Yeah. Like, I almost want to drink them slower just because it's it's more enjoyable. But with something like this, it would be, if it wasn't for the proof, it'd be easy to just start knocking them back. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, but, would, this would wreck you. Oh, the, yeah. finish, the finish on this is definitely, like, that's it, it is a very oak-forward, and and there's a, a little hint of dryness, so uh, mm. kind of reminiscent of of some four roses mm. in there, and uh, but not quite, mm. not not as intense as that is, but it's there. And again, it probably has to do with the age. I think this is going to be good to come back to in a few days. I definitely like at least now because before, like whenever, like when I first started drinking whiskey, it was a pop, try it. If I didn't like it, I was like, okay, I'll just mix it with something. Right, it'll be fine. But you and I had a discussion forever ago, like, we were like, yeah, if if you're not crazy about it at first, put it away, kind of put it off to the side, wait a few weeks and come back. The first time I did that, I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, I don't want to have to wait two weeks after <laughs> opening something just to drink it again. It's like, Damn it's, it. it's so complicated. But then I was like, but if I have a lot of whiskey on my bar, I can drink something else in the meantime. <laughs> but there you go. But honestly, now... That's almost common practice for me, where, like, that first drink, I'll have it just to kind of get that first impression. And then it's like, if I if I like it on the first one, then I'm like, you know what? It can only get better from here. Right. The ones that I'm questionable about, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I really hope I just, I didn't just waste my money. And I'm like, okay, I'll come back to it. Like, um, I have one that the first time, and granted, and of course I was real new to whiskey, but it was a um, a barrel strength one. So like it was like a 126 or something like that. I totally fried my mouth. But like that first glass, it was delicious. And like as I'm drinking, I'm like, this is good. Like this is really good. And But then of course like my mouth started to feel funny. I'm like, man, I'm like, what's, what's wrong? So I, I got something else a little lower and just to, couldn't even taste it. <laughs> couldn't even taste it. I was mouth like, was fried. I'm like, so I'm like, I'm like, man, I feel fine. I'm like, I have some water. Like, I couldn't even taste water. Like, it, I'm like, oh no. Good because if you could, <laughs> that would have been bad. <laughs> well, like, I, I almost thought I was having like allergic reaction to it. And I was just like, dude, I'm like, I'm freaking out. And I was you like, just put gasoline in your mouth right. very quickly. That's all so, you did. <laughs> um. I came back to that and I did a couple of drops of like cool water, you know, mix it in and let it breathe for a little bit. It's great. And it's, it's so good. And but like, it's, it's a younger whiskey, but it, for it being young, it's young and hot. Yeah. Oh, but see, rough. It, but see, it's not that bad anymore. I don't know if just, you know, I've gotten used to have, cause I, I like it on the, the hotter end. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've just gotten used to it over time. I just, it's, it works. And so like this, this is, this is good. Like that first initial taste, I was like, ooh, I mean, that's, that's a little hot. But after a couple of like sips into it, I'm like, no, this is nice. This, yeah. is, real, this is real nice. 
I just uh, the other night I I popped. Uh, I have a Elijah Craig barrel proof store pick. They so they started doing barrel proof store picks, mm. uh, and I picked one up in Massachusetts before it came out, and that is in the one thirties. I think it's like a one thirty two, mm-hmm. and so I drink everything neat first. So I poured a little glass of that, and uh, it's delicious. Uh, Elijah Craig barrel proofs are dangerous. They're fucking dangerous because they they I don't I don't know what they do or how they do it, but they put together some just freaking amazingly great flavors into something that's super hot and it doesn't feel hot, but it definitely is because after one glass of that, like I was like, oh, this is life is good. <laughs> this is good. I wasn't like sloppy drunk, but like it was like, oh, all right. And then I woke up the next morning, I'm like what the fuck. This COVID? I was like, what the? I had one glass. And I was like, <laughs> am I hungry? Jesus! And that's what I was like. I was like, well, let me try my hangover stuff and see if this works. And it worked. And I was like, God bless. What? It wasn't bad. Like it was just the headache part of it. But right? it was enough. But it was enough for me to notice and be like, shit. So, yeah. so yeah, it was. Uh, that's the thing with those hyper. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be pace careful. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and dial them down. Throw some yeah. water in there. Freaking sprinkle. I uh, some water in this. I think would actually be okay. Yeah. Um. I have like flavored seltzer water in my thing, so I can't. I don't want to put that in there, but like, uh, I think a couple of drops of water in this would would be one of those things, kind of similar to Elijah Craig, and just open this thing up, right? Uh, kind of like help chill that wood out just a little bit. Do you want me to get some water? Do you want to try it? I, maybe, I like after the break. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um. So, one thing, like of course, you know, the bo- like I look at the bottle. The the label is definitely way more flashy than the bottle. The bottle seems very plain. Right. Very kind of standard almost. Yeah. I do like the fact they have all the info. That's really cool. Yeah. Because then you're not just buying, you know, a bottle or a label, but you're you're getting the information. You're getting the the whole story yep. instead of just bits and pieces of the story that you get to enjoy. So, and I think that's cool. Broken barrel, uh, on their old labels. Now I have not seen, I know the new barrel, the new bottles are out, uh, but I haven't been able to grab one to actually see what the label is like, what it's got on it, but their old bottles, their old labels had all of the information on it. Right. Uh, Seth was really great about putting that on there. And then they have their Oak bill on there as well. Like, how much of what types of oak that they put into the vats to help like age and stuff. So you can nice. get to see that too. So uh, very transparent. And that's a big thing for me with whiskey. I know we've, we've mentioned this before we've talked about it, but like mm-hmm. transparency, what am I drinking? I don't care if it's two years old. I don't care if it's seven years old. I like mm-hmm. um, it, all that information does is help me build knowledge. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm drinking something that I know is two years old. Mm-hmm. Right. So this two year old whiskey tastes uh, refined and it does this and it does that. Whoa. Okay. So why does this two year whiskey not taste like this two year whiskey? What, what's the difference? what they do? Right. And that just causes me to want to like research more and look into it. it. But I want that information. I want, I want them to tell me that, mm-hmm. tell me that it's freaking it's this and it's this. And it, it was this and you know, sourced, not sourced. I don't give two shits. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Right. Just put, put the, put the information out there. You know, there was a, a little period there where age statements were going away because Everybody was drinking bourbon so fast and so hard that they had to tap in mm-hmm. to younger younger stores. So uh, Elijah Craig had a 12-year thing on it. Uh, makers, or not Makers, uh, Nom Creek mm-hmm. had a nine-year age statement on it. Those went away for a little while. They're back now, mm-hmm. That's which is the, great. 
Is that the blue label one or is that the the black one? The knob? Knob creep. Yeah. So the blue label knob is the twelve year. Okay. The red is the fifteen. But right. I'm talking about the regular regular old knob creep. Oh, okay. Right? Used to have a nine year thing and then right. went away for a while. I guess it's back now. Um and then uh likewise with Elijah Craig, mm-hmm. uh, their old bottles, the short squat ones that look so fucking cool, so pissed <laughs> that they rebranded. But uh, but their old bottles, you know, had that age statement on it. They went to the new bottles because yeah. they were had just they had to crank it out faster. Yeah, and so they couldn't put so it wasn't they didn't have time to age it twelve years anymore. Mm. So they just took the age statement off altogether and didn't say anything. Mm. So uh, but that start that's coming back too. So which is good, and and I think that might be good for another reason too because that means. The, the older whiskey is, there, there's more of it. Mm-hmm. So they're able to, to kind of get that back on there, and that's good. And again, 12 years, that's that's my happy place. That's that's one thing about this entire industry that just completely blows me away. So this in particular, uh, you said it was, was is, it was bottled in 2006, or it was put into a barrel in 2006? It was put into a barrel. Okay, so let's think back. Uh, 2006. I had, so it was April. Yeah, April 2006. I had been graduated from high school less than a year. Somebody put that in a barrel, and then it just sat there. How how do you wait that long? Like, that's that's something that just blows my mind. Like, I you know people say oh yeah this you know this whiskey's only you know a few years old it's like yeah you mean that you literally poured it into a, a big old barrel and you let it just sit for years how how do you do that and like I I have zero patience I'm a very impatient person so the idea that is or is there a I know there isn't a minimum it ju- it has to touch wood for it to be considered whiskey right. Like, you can pour it into a wooden bucket and then pour it into a bottle. Right. It has to go into brand new, unused, charred oak. Right. But but literally, you could pour it into there and then pour it right into a bottle and you'd be fine. Off the still, into a bucket, and then go right from the bucket into a bottle. Okay. So, the people who actually let it sit for, like, you know, two to four years. That's, that's still two to four years. And, like, that doesn't sound like a lot of time, but if you break it down, it's like, that's a lot of time. And that's a short amount of time co- in comparison. For real? <laughs> For real. I, so, just so you know, uh, Be Without You by Mary J. Blige was one of the top songs in April of 2006. <laughs> Temperature by Sean Paul. SOS by Rihanna. Sean Paul. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Hips Don't Lie came shortly after that. Right? We're talking about Shakira, boys. Oh, right. shit. Shakira's Hips Don't Lie was at the top of the charts in June of 2006. So right after that, uh, yes, uh, a million and a half men across America fell in love with a spicy blonde chick from freaking Peru. I think she's from Peru. It's from somewhere in Latin America. Um, Fact Joe, checker. Get on me it. Joe, give me Joe. Um, <laughs> but to put it in that way, like in the songs before it, Stick With You by the Pussycat Dolls. Right? So I, I, I think about Right? Right? That's, oh, uh, my God. And then Check On It by Beyonce. Feature, check on it? By Beyonce featuring Slim Thug. I don't even know. That's a sentence. <laughs> so it's your mom. But um, what? anyway, uh, moving on. So uh, Justin Timberlake, I'm bringing sexy back. 
came out that year, right? Uh, Lips of an Angel by Hinder, Far Away by Nickelback <laughs> was the top song in uh, late October, beginning of November of that year. God. Uh, My Love featuring uh, T.I. It was at Justin Timberlake, right? Oh, shit. And then uh, Irreplaceable by Beyonce was uh, closed out the year. Um, but yeah, so so there's, there's the year with music, right? right. 2006. In April of 2006, I was in Alaska. Uh-huh. Uh, we were just about in May of 2006. We went to Thailand for a few weeks, mm-hmm. came home, did some summer shit, and then deployed in October of 2006 mm-hmm. to Iraq. So that was, uh, so yeah. So, and to think about it, like all of that shit was happening, right? Mm-hmm. When that freaking went from fermented corn, rye, and barley into this big column still. Mm-hmm. And then got poured into a barrel, rolled into a building, and then shut and left behind. And that speaks to the patience, right? And the risk. So you think about the risk that that takes, right? Mm -hmm. So they pack it away, they make it, and they put it away. Mm -hmm. They hope it doesn't suck, right? What happens when when you pull it out and it sucks? And we got a front row seat to that shit this year with the BTAC release. And we talked about that last season. Um, There was no GTS in the BTAC release this year because it didn't meet their freaking product quality. Like, they opened up the barrels, and they sucked. Now, so can, it got used as something else. It didn't just go away. Right, they, right? Just, they used yeah. it as a mixer. Yeah, so they, they, they blended that in probably into Taylor or something else, mm-hmm. right? So, um, then, so then question here is, with something like this, once they pour it into the barrel... Does that barrel legit not get opened until it gets put into bottles, or do they like pull? Uh, was it like flutes? What is it? What are they called? Thieves. When they, thieves? Yeah, they're whiskey thieves. Oh, okay, that's cool. But anyway, or a thief. It's a it's a whiskey thief. Okay, so multiple thieves. So like you know, is there like a a standard time frame of when they would do that just to see if it's if it's aging well? Yeah, they they totally. Uh, go through and <laughs> they totally go through and check on it throughout the process, mm-hmm. right? And they see how it's aging and they see how. Um, so they knew the BTAC wasn't good or they knew that the GTS wasn't good probably right. a year ago. Oh, no. You know, um, but they're not going to say anything, right? Um, I mean, shit, when it got released, when the BTAC freaking lineup got released and it wasn't a part of it, freaking the whiskey world flipped on its ass, right? <laughs> Damn near had a revolt and shit, but like it was one of those things where, yeah. So they they do go, they go and they check mm-hmm. and and they see how it's going, mm-hmm. and then they can tell too. Uh, and Jimmy Russell talks about this in in a lot of his interviews. You know, uh, if he has a batch that's not doing well, mm-hmm. right? So he'll mark that batch, and he knows that that's that's the batch that he's gonna blend in, mm-hmm. right? So that stuff becomes your Jim Beam White Label, your freaking Wild Turkey 101, your freaking whatever. You know what I mean? It, it's not the premier stuff. It doesn't yeah. go from, like, you know, the rare breed or the freaking the <laughs> master's keep, right? The, right? the Wild Turkey master's keep, right? Yeah. It's not going to be that, right? So, and, and in those cases, we kind of win, mm-hmm. if you think about it, because you go buy a freaking bottle of turkey, all right, off the shelf, and there was uh, the rare breed, was it two, I think it was two batches ago, right. had... Uh, it was like 21 or 22 year old whiskey in it what? because the they were aging whiskey for something else mm-hmm. and it didn't meet the quality standards so they took it they just mixed it in with so so you bought a freaking you know $30 bottle of booze right. and you're getting freaking 
22-year-old whiskey, like, inside of it. Now, is would there be a way to tell? So, especially for those whiskey enthusiasts who search out for stuff like that, would there be a way for them to be like, okay, uh, this one definitely has that one in it? Would there be a way, uh, a way to to figure that out? Um, unless they release that information, no, probably not. Okay. So there, there, somebody let that cat out of the bag for the wild turkey, and then they let out not only that, but they also let out the bottle codes. So on the bottles, there's like little laser codes. So oh, they sure. let out the laser code that was on the bottles that had that. So that. That was pretty well sought after. So and that that's what people were looking for. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So I, I got those numbers and I was freaking I was searching hard. So like <laughs> nice. I would go to stores and I'm grabbing bottles of rare breed like and like flipping them over and <laughs> not that one, not that one, not that one. And I never found one, but I looked real hard. So that's uh we just got a a picture from uh, a listener from what they were doing in two thousand six. Uh oh, no. so we will share that on the podcast notes later. Um to and uh a, Apparently they are uh, in their PJs making funny faces. They look like they're five, so uh, so it could be it could be kind of funny. Uh, so pay attention, podcast folks. Uh, look at the show notes. There's going to be a fun picture of somebody in there. We'll let you guess who that person is. I know. Well, I can't. Say, no, it's not you. Okay, I would say I don't wear pajamas. <laughs> Moving on. That's a family thing. Made Christmas morning super weird. Right. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, but that's, uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, that happens a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, and they, so they do, they go and they check and it, it's good. It's not good. It's, you know, but the patience and the, the ability to freaking to do, to like be able to first off to know, you know what I mean? Like you taste it and you're like, uh, nope, this ain't it, Sarge. Right. Uh, this, this ain't it. And how does that break your heart? Because you've had this, you've had this put away for so long. Right. And you've had it. It's like it's aging. You're paying taxes on it. You're doing all this stuff. Right. And then it's just I'm sorry. It's not good. Oh, I'd be so pissed. Well, I mean, you, you got to make your money on it well, somehow. Right. But like just that that moment of I think that build of expectation. Like, OK, this is meant to be the shining bottle. Right. But because it doesn't meet the standard, we have to put it in the other bottles. It's like I. Uh, See, it, it would take a better person to be able to do that without losing their shit. Like, I guarantee you, if I if I had to wait 15 years, 15 years later, and it tasted like shit, I would throw stuff. I would be so mad. It's like, yeah, we can put it in other stuff. We can still make money. That's great. I'd still be pissed. Yeah. I'd be so pissed. And it's just like, it, it would feel like a waste. Yeah, and after all that time, you got to think about the whiskey that you lost because there's a huge oh, amount of it that's yeah. lost at evaporation. Yeah. So over time, I mean, you're talking about you're you're down to 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 just over half of a barrel left, mm. right? Jesus. So it sits that long. Evaporation takes its toll. Right. And so now you've lost a whole bunch of whiskey. Had you harvested it ten years, uh, had you har- or harvested it at five years, you would literally have gallons and gallons and gallons more. Yeah. Right, but you let it sit. You let it sit. You let it sit, and then at the end of the day, you know you lost, you know, uh, half your barrel to evaporation, and it sucks. Mm. And it's like, oh, 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 it hurts so bad. Yeah, like and like, I have no vested stakes in this at all, and I'm getting upset thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, it, it would that that would have to be like borderline traumatizing like granted the first few like once you get into the industry and the first few long ones that yeah. you wait and you're just like 
fuck? And well, and that's uh, another thing. I, I think it was uh, I think it was Fred No from uh, Beam who said, you know, uh, distillers don't often make it to their fourth batch. So they make a batch, right. sits for ten years, pull it out. It is what it is. They make the second batch. It's twenty years later. Mm-hmm. Make the third batch. Thirty years later. Oh fuck! Right. So so thirty years later, they're on batch number three. Right now, a lot of these like big heavy mass producers, right? And and you got to think too, um, the the folks that are putting out like regular wild turkey and they're putting out regular Jim Beam and all that stuff, like. It's not a fucking, you know what I mean? They, they're not in there like, like daintily tasting, right? It's a lot of it's machines and a lot of it's, a, but when you get the stuff like, um, Booker's, like Rare Breed, like, uh, uh, Eddie Russell, Jimmy's son does, he does the Russell's line, right? So, uh, Turkey Juice, but under his name, and, and, and so it's like, oh, that sounded funny. Um, <laughs> yep, yeah, <laughs> but, um. But but so the smaller projects, right? That's yeah. their stuff. Yeah. Masters keep. Um, and I'm I'm kind of just stuck on Beam and, and the other, well, you know what I mean? Uh, because Sazerac and Buffalo Trace are so big and they've got so many labels underneath them, you know. Uh, and and the ages on like Blanton's and all that stuff is pretty much the same. Anything that comes out of the Buffalo Trace distillery is like, eh, it's whatever. Right. Um, you know. But those. But yeah, so so those types of things. Right, those those smaller projects, right? So that's their whiskey. That's the whiskey that they're freaking. They're at the still when it's coming off, and they're like, "Yeah, this is it," or mm-hmm. "No, this ain't it." You know right. what I mean? Um, and and then they go from there, and they make the the call, and they do the thing, right? And so that's they come out of the backside of this, and they're like, "Oh my god," or they're like, "This is this gold. is gold," yeah. <laughs> right? And then it doesn't go to the shelf, right? Then that becomes something else, right? And that's that's the shit that I want because I know for a fact, and and I I have no quantifiable proof of this. Zero quantifiable proof. However, I believe because as a master distiller, I would do this if I come across a barrel that is gold, right? That is just absolutely perfect. I am pulling that barrel. I'm bottling that barrel, and that's going to my office. Oh, yeah. Right? Hell yeah. And that's going to be freaking Ian's special stuff. Right? And <laughs> Is that Ian's, what you're going to call it? That's, yeah. <laughs> Ian's special stuff only comes out for certain people. You're welcome. All right? Um, I thank you. Big I don't bug. Fuck your life. What's up, baby? Take me out to dinner. Oh, my God. So if you want Ian's special stuff, you have to do stuff. Um, this is going somewhere I don't want it to go right now. So we're going to stop. And, but, but th- those are the things that I want to get into. Like the master, like the master distillers private collection. Mm. That's what I want. You know what I mean? Like their private stock, the stuff that they have, because they know, they know their Rick houses. They know the sweet spots. They know where the best barrels come from. Yeah. Right. So if they are freaking hands on during the grain selection, grinding the fermenting the freaking distillation right and then they go put it in their sweet spot like what's up yeah that's the shit that i want um and and not that i think it would be any better or worse than this or that or the other but having like a whiskey maker mm-hmm. make some shit right that they want right yeah. I, I just wanted to i just want to see what it tastes like yeah that's it right 
I want give Fred. Me, give me I a want, sip. I want Fred knows special stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh, but yeah, I just want to taste it. Yeah. Um, and see where it is because you know if that's perfect, like they they hit the freaking the perfect mark. Mm. Let me let me try that shit. Yeah. And I know they got it. Oh yeah. I know they got it. I've seen the cage at Jim Beam. Like I've been there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know in those bottles and bottles and bottles that they got locked away in that bitch. Like there's some really great stuff in there. <laughs> Some really great stuff. That's one of the things I'm most excited about because one of the one of the things we're gonna do once uh, once we get the studio up and running mm-hmm. over at the other places, I have I've got beam from the sixties and the fifties and the seventies. So we're gonna we're gonna tap into that and freaking see where where that goes and, and how that is. So that's gonna be cool. Yeah, man. I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. We're gonna get into the We may have to do like a like a weekend stream for that or something. I do whatever. That'd be I'm, fucking yeah, sweet. Let's fucking roll, man. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm down. Shit. I'm down. But uh but for the record, I would say Sam Houston is a a solid uh seven. I'd give it a seven out of ten. See, like I I know that's a good score. I know that. But no, actually no, seven's actually pretty fair for this one. Like it's I Okay, well, let me ask you real quick. Do you think that score will change in a couple of weeks when you go back to it? It may, and I am open to the fact that it might. Nice. Okay. No, I, I would agree with you. I think uh, I think seven out of ten would be a, would be a good one because this this is tasty, and it it sits well. Like like usually if I'm if I'm drinking at some point, you know, like start getting heartburn like because it's too hot yeah. or if it's too mellow like i just like man i just like i might as well just be drinking water you know and move on but like this this is sitting nice like it still has a little bit of heat in the chest and it's just it's it's good that good kentucky hug yeah not the, not the kentucky hug that hurts you but like yeah. the, the good one yeah oh that is all right man what do you say you ready to head over to the bar yeah? Yeah. <laughs> no. But yeah. Let's go. All right, folks. It is that time. Yeah, I'll take a little bit more. All right. I'm going to edit all this out. Because <laughs> this is just me, like, repeating shit. Yeah. So. Uh Let's start this over. <laughs> you get it. I got it. <laughs> Three, two, one. Do you want me to hit the button again? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to talk. Like so. Okay. So on the schedule tonight, we are talking about marriage. Uh, and uh, as I approach an anniversary, Josh is. I got a couple months. In a couple months, uh, and hence the reason why we're doing the 15 year because you guys are coming up on 15 years. Uh, 14. So I'm bad at math. Uh, 08. I was there. Yeah, so we got married in 08. How yeah. many How many years ago was that? 12 or 22. So we're at 13. Wait, no, 14. No, fuck, I don't math well. <laughs> I need a calculator. I don't have enough fingers. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> so. 20 years would be 2008. We subtract six to get where we're at. We're at 14 years. Okay, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Fuck. <laughs> 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 
Oh, so uh, the title of our topic this evening was the good, the bad, the ugly, and the slightly Canadian. Um, and I have no idea where that all came from, but uh, but we're gonna go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. So it's rough, right? Uh, it's challenging. There's a lot to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a roller coaster. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it it's one of those weird things in life where it it has its ups and its downs. And you have those people right before you get married. You're like, oh, you know, dead man walking, like all the like the stupid like stereotypical bullshit. And instead of that, it's like, how about you give me something fucking useful, right? And yes. And and the thing is, like nobody does. They they seem to make just kind of keep the jokes going, and it's just like motherfuckers. It's like there there are so many things. I wish somebody who had maybe these folks just didn't have healthy marriages. I don't know, but it's like I wish somebody would like pulled me aside and the hey, this kind of shit's gonna go down. Yeah, just be ready. And for there's it. there's a million fucking books that tell you all that. that like, but it's it's it, it's like horseshit, the, right? Yeah. Because there's a lot more to it, and yeah. you can't generalize. It's all like unique mm-hmm. because personalities are unique, and and all of that stuff. Like it's it's just a thing that is is very uh, central and uni- unique to that very specific you know yeah. thing. Yeah. Um. We're uh, we hit twenty three years mm-hmm. on Saturday, mm-hmm. I think, and uh, yeah. Um. Man, I I wish folks would tell you that, like, there's a picture, right? That's mm-hmm. like, you know, you ride off into the sunset and it's, oh, you know, the, the honeymoon thing is like forever. And it's not. It's, it's absolutely not. It's hard. And yeah. it sucks. There's a lot of it that sucks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of it that's really great. And there's a yeah. lot of it that's worth everything. Um, absolutely everything. I'm in a weird headspace. This is going to be hard to talk about. No, you're yeah, good. So I get to, like, chop all this shit out and freaking clean it all up for everybody. Um, so those of you in the stream are getting a special one tonight. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's... I wish somebody would have told me that it's okay to not be okay. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Collapses happen. It's just... Ugh. No, I... You know? No, <laughs> I... No, I hear you. Uh... I remember uh, before uh, Amber and I got married, you know, we were, you know, we did the premarital counseling shit. And at this point in time, I don't see that being useful to us. Maybe I just wasn't in it. 14 fucking years later, why would it be? So they said, well, the first year is the hardest. It's like... No, it's fucking not. No, it's not. Like, great. Like, honestly, like, you know, in our early marriage, the first year, honestly, was the easiest. Um, like, <laughs> you said through your nose. <laughs> and, and anyway, <laughs> so it, but there are just things that it got progressively harder and difficult, like, you know, you know, to overly share. Like, my, my wife and I almost got a divorce, like, three years ago. Well, no, fuck. Math four years ago now, um, and it it hit a wall to a point where we were both like, okay, it's 
this is the last ditch effort. We either step up and pick each other up off the floor or we call it quits. Yeah. And it was one of those things where like, you know, building up to that moment where I was like either fooling myself thinking like, yeah, fuck, I don't need this, whatever. And and then it hit me. I was like, no, nah, like, you know, this is this is the love of my life. I I can't just let her, you know, granted she never was going to be out of my life. Fuck, we have two kids together. It's like, you know, I I can't let her not, you know, Right. You know, and, and so, and ever since then, you know, we, we got to one point in our, uh, you know, rebuilding ourselves to where like I sat her down like, okay, you and I have to be at times painfully honest because we yeah. went through so much time not being honest with each other yeah. because we were afraid of what the other was going to think. And I'm like, I'm like, we can't fucking do that again. Yeah. And so and and one of the the biggest things that we've learned how to do is not and, and everybody says oh we'll fight fair. You know, it's like no 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 no. Don't fight fair. Fight uh <laughs> um oh, fuck what's what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Fight in a way that's going to benefit you. If you have to fight, make sure you fight in a way that is going to work not just make things worse <laughs> because that's, that's the terrible part is like, you know, people fight and then when they're, you know, done fighting, they're pissed at each other and they're blah, blah, blah. And, and the whole thing, well, don't go to bed angry. It's like, fuck, fuck you. you. Yeah, it's for like, real. you know how many times I've gone to bed angry and it's, it just, you know, it, sometimes it's just unavoidable because you can't come to a good conclusion. You run out of time. Yeah. You don't have time. And yeah. and if you do stay up, right, you don't go to bed angry, You it, it's 7 in the morning, you're still mad at each other, and now you have to go to work, right? Mm. And that's and that's the, like, no, um, you yeah. need to rest. You need your body to reset. You need to be freaking able to to reengage. And disengaging and reengaging mm. is one of the things, like, like the that fucking psychobabble bullshit, like that <laughs> stuff drives me fucking nuts. No, I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah. Right, because I'm fucking tired. Yeah, and and this is not going to go anywhere. This isn't going to go anywhere in in three days, three weeks. Freaking, you know, uh, it's just not like it is what it is, and that's that's okay. Mm-hmm. Take the time to fucking work on it and and to to get there. And it all boils down to communication. Communication yeah. is the biggest key. And you you said it painfully honest. Yeah. And a lot of times we're not. And and you and I have talked about this before. I th- I think in our our family episode last season we we talked about. Why is it so hard to be uh, painfully honest with the people that we're closest to, mm-hmm. you know, and our our family? Like we are we are more apt to be passive aggressive to our family. And that's that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It all boils down to that. It all boils down to being able to communicate, to being able to say, you know, straight up like I'm angry. I'm sad i'm mad i'm this i'm that and here's why you know you don't just get the pouty face and the huff and puff and freaking whatever you know what i mean or i'm upset right now eh, no, okay why right like, okay, you know um there's, there's no resolution to be had mm-hmm. uh unless you tell me why mm-hmm. and those are the things right the pre-marriage like counseling stuff it, i think that has benefits 
to to help the first little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But the context needs to be when that happens, uh, six months to a year. What do you experience in six months to a year? Well, six months you got your honeymoon phase, you know, in the year you're freaking you're getting into the the what do they call it? The forming, storming, norming, and then there's another one, right? So it, okay. the different <laughs> levels of of team building, right? Okay. And and the same thing applies. Yeah. Right. And and that that first year, you know what I mean? Where's our uh, our, our leadership guru? Where's uh, Where's Christina? She needs to come in and and, and hit me up with that because she's I know she's got it at her fingertips. <laughs> she's ready. But uh, those types of things, right? And those phases, and and that's where it needs to be. Like, okay, cool, get them through the first two years because most divorces happen in the first two years, mm. and and then the ones that go on. And I I think it's the the communication piece changes, mm-hmm. right? And it get and it has to change over time, and and a lot of that has to do with you know, you're coming in from two different backgrounds, mm-hmm. right? Two very different personalities, two different types of love language, right? So one person's love language is physical touch. The other person's love language is uh, acts of service, mm-hmm. right? So now now you have, uh, you know, uh, teach people how to love people other than how they need to be loved. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking complicated. Oh, yeah. That is not easy, right? Because you want to love someone the way that you need to be loved, oh, yeah. right? But... In reality, for somebody like me, who's a physical touch guy, right? Um, if I go and I put my hands on that person and I wrap them up, right? But they're not a physical touch person, right? They're like, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's it, it's not quite that, but it's it's different. You know what I mean? I think I'm showing them love, but what they need, you know, is is they need stuff. They need things. They need words of affirmation or whatever, whatever their love language is. You know what I mean? They need me to be more elaborate in my communication. Right, they need more words than I need, but because I'm a physical touch guy, I, you know what I mean. And you have to change how you demonstrate, and you have to change how you show love. Mm-hmm. And that's freaking where. Where the fuck was that talk? Right? Yeah. Where Where was that freaking counseling session? Where was that like? You know what I mean? The fact that you may have to show appreciation in a manner that's different than how you receive mm-hmm. appreciation. Yeah. And that's really fucking hard. And. At least for for my marriage, what what's difficult is that I still struggled with with the whole love language type stuff. You know, like I know what I like, and and I know what my my wife's love languages are. But it's it's difficult, especially if it's not just a normal thing. Like um, you know, like giving people compliments. I find exceptionally difficult to do. I I don't know why. Whether they've done a good job or they look nice or whatever, it just, for some reason, that is incredibly difficult for me to do. They are, they could be one hundred percent deserving of these compliments, but just for some fucking reason, even if I think it, like you know, like uh, a big thing would be like. Uh, Say my wife wears a, a, a outfit and she has her hair done and you know she looks beautiful and and I think to myself, man, you know she looks beautiful. I don't think to tell her that, Dick. Well, shut, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna keep this bottle now just because of that. <laughs> so so like it's it's one of those things where it's like I think it, I know it, but then. I don't say it, and that's one of the things. It's like I need to say it. I I need to, and that's that's shit. I'm still working on. It's yeah, and of course, yeah. I I talk with uh, with our parents about you know marriage and their own kind of stuff, and and you know they've been together fucking forever now, 
It, well, at least to me, it's almost, forever. Almost, well, I mean, shit, it's almost 50 years. Yeah. So, like, and to hear that they're still working on stuff. Right. Makes me feel better <laughs> about, you know, the, at times, the dumpster fire that is that has been my marriage. <laughs> you know, with all due respect. <laughs> so, it's... It, 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 Respectfully. Well, no. Respectfully. Legit. No. It yeah. has been. Yeah. So, and... Everybody's has. Right. So the fact that they are still figuring it out at, yeah. at that long of a time gives me hope, honestly. The fact and, – and I've even started thinking that to myself. Like, like listen, we're never going to figure out marriage. <laughs> it's it's always going to be a progression. Yes. And, and one thing that I've, I've, I've told my wife and she and I have agreed on, it's like, listen – as long as we are moving forward together, that's good. We, I, you know, we want to say there's a finish line, and to me, it's like, yeah, f- the finish line's fucking death, you know. So it's like, you know, that's because, okay, okay, the finish line <laughs> can, came out my nose. <laughs> the finish line could be one of two things: it could be death or divorce, right? So I would rather it be death than well. Okay, death by natural causes, not like by murder. Right, death, death over time. Right, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Not death quick. Right. So it's like I would rather be that than than the finish line being divorced because then then we have to, you know, separate and, you know, that whole mess and everything. It's like that sounds exhausting. So, you know, it's something that we've discussed and, and strive for is like, okay, we want to progressively just get better together. But at the same time, and and this is something that we realized that we had ignored for years was, you know, you are your own individual person. I'm right. my own di- individual person. Those things need to be celebrated, but then we also need to celebrate us as a couple. Right. And that's so a, a great point. Um, and, and one of the things I think that a lot of folks struggle with, and, and you know what? Fuck that. I can't say a lot of folks. So I got to speak for myself here. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to put that on anybody else. You know, <coughs> loss of individuality mm. is a struggle because like your, your identity. And, and I think the, the relationships that work support that identity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you are in fact, this, this team, this group, right? This, this mm. freaking, this marriage, this thing. Yeah. Um, but you're also this, Yeah. you know what I mean? You don't lose that. And, it's not a competition. I and there was a great if I can find it, I'll put it in the show notes. It was a great TikTok I saw that had um Chris Rock. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Where he talks about that and he's like, It's not a competition. You know, you freaking you you work together and, and that's the thing, you know what I mean? You don't lose yourself, right? Yeah. You don't you don't just completely surrender who you are to become you know what I mean? Um, there is there is a lot of give up that there has to happen, right? Yeah. Um, but you you celebrate and you push that other your your partner, you push them up, mm-hmm. right? You push them to be that freaking the best thing that they can possibly be, and you get them to that point, mm-hmm. right? And they do the same thing for you. And and I think about uh, Big Bang Theory, the the closeout of the Big Bang Theory, where Sheldon and uh, and Amy win. Nobel Peace or the Nobel oh, Prize, and he science. talks about everybody. Right? He talks about right, yeah, and and that acknowledgement, like you know what I mean, um, and 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 it, it has those that kind of resonation, mm-hmm. um, and that's when and that's when your your spouse reaches back mm-hmm. and says, you know, hey, look, yeah, um, I am the greatest 
engineer in the world. But I did it because I had the freaking the best team in the world behind me. Yeah. And I got there. So and that's and that's that's another one of those those hard things, you know what I mean? Um, because we do, we we fall into that. Well, it's got to be us and we. And, and, and well, we kind of lose who we are in that. And when we lose who we are, we get discontentment, we get resentment, we get freaking anger, we get frustration. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, God damn it, I am, I am this. Let me be this. Yeah. And and that's where that's where trouble happens. Yeah. You know. Um, and when we don't support individually, we're we're on the road together. Right. Regardless. Right. Yeah. Um, but you got to support each other with that, that individually, you know, where, where do you want to go? Yeah. What's your vision? What are your goals? Mm. How can I help you get there? Mm. How can I support you? How can I love you to get you to where you need to be? Mm. Right. And, and when those questions don't get asked and that's just not there, it's just fucking, it's bullshit. Like it, it's hard yeah. and, and it, it gets, and you get lost and you get angry and, and, and that's when freaking, I never knew I had a rage issue until I got married. <laughs> With all due respect. No, respect. Well, because like it, it was almost like a good thing, bad thing, because I had never truly felt comfortable to get genuinely angry and vocal about it until I got married because I had somebody who, who one, would call me out on my shit. But let me crucial. Yeah, but she would let me get angry, and and even now, um, and and she and I will both say that we are in a a better spot now in our marriage than we ever have been, because we allow each other. We're like, hey, if you need to get angry, if you need to get loud, do that. You know, know that you know. It or it like there's definitely some like disclaimers that happen like there like was something we got talking about um uh like last week or recently where I told them like listen I'm like I I, I just fuck I'm, I'm like, I I have to yell let me yell and she's and she's like go oh, yell yell and I'm like God motherfucker I just I just I got so <laughs> angry not like not at her or or anything I just I had to get it out and the fact that she was. She's so willing to just sit there and let me get it out. And she, she just sits there nice and quiet. And I'm just, and then like what I've done, I'm just like, <sighs> I'm like, fuck. I'm like, it, it just, so having, having that, that understanding and definitely again, communication, you know, if you need to be angry, let them know, Hey, I have to be angry now. I'm not I, you know, I might be angry at you if I'm not angry at you. I'm like, but I, I have to be angry now because I think the worst part is that we think we have to behave a certain way. And that represses a lot of emotion and, yes. and energy that yes. we have to let out because at some point it's going to come out in a way that is incredibly unhealthy. Like yeah. like, like with us, I, I very much, like uh, early in our marriage, I I did whatever I could not to get angry and right. be quiet. And, and it just, it built, it built up so much resentment and just anger that I remember there was one, I forget what the fuck we ever got arguing about, but I, it, I, I left the apartment. She called me on my cell phone and I had never screamed at anybody like 
legit screamed at somebody. I'm driving, screaming into my phone. And and when I was done, I go turn off and, <laughs> and as, you know the equivalent the uh, equivalent of like slamming a phone and then right. I chucked it in the back of the car. I was so pissed and I just it was so bad and because like I I wouldn't allow myself to to get that way just yeah. because I felt like I couldn't yeah. or or I shouldn't and and it was one of those things and it it was genuinely the start of an unhealthy trend and and it got to a point where you know you know it came to a head and and it's 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 all about catching yourself it's like okay this behavior a part of it needs to happen but it needs to happen constructively it needs to happen yeah. to where we can benefit whether individually or as our in in a relationship it needs to be able to be good for us if it's not good for us then clearly you need to find a different way to behave <laughs> just right. because you know the more behavior that isn't good for you the repression thing right mm -hmm. we put that in and then repression builds resentment mm -hmm. and the moment we start resenting that person mm -hmm. it that's when it gets really bad Oh, right. Yeah. That's when it gets like super fucking bad. Mm -hmm. And and it takes uh, when you get to that point, uh, the work it takes to get better mm. is insurmountable. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's it's, it's <coughs> crazy and it's intense and it's really it's it's shitty, yeah. you know, um, and. And I mean, and you and I are, are on the guy spectrum of this, right? So we're we're you know, uh, if we if we brought the ladies in here and had them, well, I don't think we could have that conversation. We'd uh, we'd have to let them have the conversation, and then we'd have the conversation. It had to be two separate things um, because I, I, it would just be that way, you know. Yeah. Um, but like on on the male perspective of things, you know, that resentment mm -hmm. is where things get rough, yeah. and. And we don't, and, and we, as dudes, we just put that shit away. Yeah. We just fucking put it away. And we put it away and we put it away and put it away until, and, and we have a maximum capacity. Yeah. And once we reach that maximum capacity, we think we have more room, right? We're just going to push a little bit harder. It doesn't fucking work. Then you pop your top and shit gets really weird. Yeah. And that's where, like, again, it all boils down to the communication piece, right? Call me on my shit. Mm -hmm. Tell me I'm fucked up. I yeah. need you to be aggressive with me. I need you at, at times, right? Mm -hmm. I need that. Mm -hmm. You know, no, you're not going to walk away from this. No, you're not going to freaking like handle it. You're not going to just manage it. You're, you don't got it, right? And that's mm -hmm. my thing, right? I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. I got it, right? Yeah. That when those words come out, like that's it, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. No, you don't got it. Yeah. No, you're, fa you're fucking falling apart. Right, get your ass over here. Let's fucking work. Yeah. Let's do some shit. Right, my, talk to me. Tell me some shit. You know what I mean? And that's that's what I fucking like. That and I need to be handled that way. And and that doesn't work for everybody, right? right. There's a lot of dudes that it doesn't work for. Right. Um. But for me, my experience, my upbringing, I need that aggressive freaking hand. You know. And at times, I need to be grabbed by the fucking collar of my shirt and spun around, and said, "We're fucking dealing with this." Yeah. Right. And and. And, and I think maybe more people need that than what they realize. Yeah. It's it's so much easier to not deal with it. It is so much easier to not deal with it. 
Yeah. And and I've and I've gotten to a point where that isn't an option anymore. Cause I I I went through too many times of not dealing with it. And it did not or uh, no, it didn't it didn't end well. Yeah. And it didn't go well. And of course not. Like and and there's a part of me that just kicks myself like we could have had years and years of a great marriage. And especially um, especially like with my kids being young, that was so fucking hard. Like I have probably one of my lowest points as a father. Um, and as a husband, uh, again, wife and I screaming at each other. I have my daughter who is going to be turning 11 here in a couple of weeks. She was probably three, maybe four in the midst of this argument. She comes running out in the living room she, of course, she was, you know, yay tall. She, both hands, just pushes on me, and she says, you stop yelling at mommy. I went, I went out into the garage. I punched the garage door, and then I sobbed. I sobbed. Oh, my God, that destroyed me. It destroyed me. Yeah. And I just, it was so hard to recover from that. And, and a part of that one, it, it didn't wake me up as much as it should have, especially at the time. But it that was a uh, a wake up call, and it just oh it fucked me up. Oh, yikes! Kids are rough. They are. <laughs> I mean, and, and and that's another you know like you you throw kids in the mix, yeah. right? Um, all your shit gets put on hold. Yeah, because your your existence is for the kids. Everything you do is is for them, and everything, and and that and that's also leads to danger because then you stay together for the kids, and you're like, and and that's where you see, you know, when when all the kids leave, well, what's left? Nothing, yeah. because you've lived your life entirely for them. Yeah, you know, and 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 that's it. You didn't do anything for each other, for yourselves, for you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's fucking danger. And people think, uh, when when you kind of go into that realm where you're like, no, my kids are fucking taking a back seat to. To my partner, like to my 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 spouse, you know what I mean. I'm going to freaking focus on them, and I'm going to freaking work to establish that because without that, it's 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 all for naught. Yeah, you know. Um, and then you're like, oh, you're a bad parent. What? Like, fuck yeah, you. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm fucking yeah yeah. Well, no, that's it's not how that fucking works, right? Um, am I a Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I'm, fuck I'm, off. I'm, I'm gonna, fuck I'm, off. I'm gonna stay with that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's for for the longest time we always said, oh yeah, we'll we'll have a scheduled date night, and 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 we got to a point where we're like, yeah, a schedule, uh, one scheduled date night, you know, once a month is fine, and 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 then even then it would it would be a miracle if it happened, and so we finally both were like, no. It, whether that date night uh, was just us having a quiet night at home. Or if we would go out or whatever, didn't didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Or we both were like, okay. Every week, one night a week. We're we're to the point is we need this time together, one night a week. And 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 since we've been doing that, it just, you know. And there are some nights where I feel guilty. It's like you know we should be, you know we should be doing stuff with the kids, you know. And it's just it's just like okay, but here's the thing though, when they're gone and had doing life on their own. What are we gonna do? Yeah, you know, you yeah. you have to find 
while you're raising your kids, you have to find something that you guys can do together. Sure. That you can, they can grow together and, and have that. So as soon as the kids leave, you're like, okay, see you. We're going to do our own shit now. You know, it's, it's, it's important. And, and I think people don't do that. And I would be super excited to do kids again. Like babies. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Because, no. because no. I know, right? Because now I know. Now I know how to prioritize a partner. Now I know how to, what to value and where your time is spent and um, how you can be both a, a great parent and a great spouse. But diapers. Yeah, and, that and, sucks. And babies. Bro. <laughs> I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> 18 months to 36 months, right? <sighs> is fucking golden. That is the most incredible, wonderful time, right? Because after 36 months, they start talking back and they become little shit faces. Um, but in that, like, their personalities <laughs> develop in that time. Yeah. And that's that's great. And then everything before then, they're just squishy little fucking babies. Yeah, they poop and they freaking puke and they do all those things. But, like, no. No. I... I got I got the knowledge, right? right? So I could be successful. I, I feel as though I could do it better the second time around. Uh and, and and for my kids, if they happen to be listening, um I didn't fuck y'all up. Well, <laughs> Kenzie, maybe a little bit. Oh, oh no. You were the first one, sorry. The first kid always freaking has the, like, the the hardest of the, it all. The crash course kid. Yeah, literally we <laughs> all of the mistakes are made with you and then oh. uh and then we learn as we go. So, but yeah, Annie, our youngest, and I mean, shit, she's got it easy as shit. I had a conversation with her on the way to school this morning uh, about disrespect um, and how, and it was like a, it was like an adult conversation that I wouldn't, I just would have freaking lost my shit on the kids before. Um, but it was like, hey, you know, when you say that things and you act this way, uh, I interpret that as disrespect and it's, it's disrespectful to me. And, uh, and she looked at me straight in the face and she's like, I had no idea. I didn't realize that. I'm sorry. I will not do that again. Mm-hmm. It was a fucking adult conversation. Yeah. I never would have had that with any other of my 13 year old kids. Mm. My boys, I just would have punched right in the face and be like, shut the fuck up, get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you, you grow and you get that progression and you know, so, so by the time the freaking you know, uh, the last one comes around, it is, it's there, you know? Yeah. Um, and and not saying that I got it figured out by any means, right? Uh, I could probably read a couple more freaking good father books and and get that figured out. But you know, um, but we're here not talking about dad stuff. We're yeah. we're here talking about about marriage stuff. So, uh, but that's that's a key part to it. Yeah. You know, that that's a big part. The kids the kids take the stuff like mm-hmm. they they take the time and they take and that's the you know you put the the relationship on hold, right? Uh, to benefit the kids, and if you don't. Get that time back. That's where, again, it it shit's not good. You have to get that time back. You have to. Otherwise, at the end of it, right, they're freaking gone, and you're just sitting there, and you're like, well, we're two hey, different human who, beings. Who are you yeah. again? Hi. Uh, what's your name? Like, uh, I'm sorry, are you visiting? Yeah. <laughs> and, and No solicitors. <laughs> I'm not buying. Whatever it is you're selling. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, yeah, and and of course, uh, like you know, I'm a, I love my movies, and you see successful marriages in movies, and and they make it look so easy, 
And then it's like fucking Hollywood. You just you just gotta screw everything up. And it's like why don't you know? But then of course when they when they show uh, you know more real, and I'm doing the you know, only the stream can see the the bunny ears <laughs> the quotes. I'm doing air the quotes, quotes, air quotes. The real marriages. Um, it, it's always extreme bad. Yeah, and it's just like I I don't think it's always ever one or the other i think there are some marriages where it's it's a it's a healthy combination of both give me a tv show that shows a mediocre marriage uh home improvement no yeah they have it first off tim the toolman taylor and jill (laughs) was her name uh was the wife right they were fucking amazing right because she she Tried to warn him that what he was doing was bad, but she let him do it anyway. He freaking blew shit up all the time. Yeah, but she goes, always seemed oh, pissed oh, at him, though. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. She always had that, like, indignant, like, I fucking told you so, but she never said that. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> and that's, like, you know, yeah, let them, let them go out and freaking stub their toe. And yeah. the same way with kids. Yeah. You know, hey, is this going to burn me? Yeah, don't touch it. Or it's touch like, it. Do like, whatever how, you want. How about you find out? <laughs> the electric fence. Oh, no. No. Oh, fuck. So we moved to Benson, <laughs> right? And our backyard ended at horses. So mm. our neighbor's property, like, butted right up to us, and the, their little their little barn was right there that had the horses in it. Mm-hmm. And and so the horses were there, and the kids would run up, and they'd see the wire, and be like, all right, so this wire has electricity run through it. You touch it, it's going to fucking zap you. Um, and it's not going to feel good. So and I looked at him and intentionally I was like, so you don't touch it. And then I went back inside and I sat in the kitchen window and I waited. And so, and here's the dynamic. You have Kenzie, Marcus, Micah and Morgan, right? And of course, of course they get Marcus to grab the wire, right? He's going to be the one that touches the wire first. Well, so he grabs the wire. It zaps him. He freaks out. He grabs Micah. And so now the shock is like passing through Mike. They're fucking losing their shit. And then when all of their friends come and visit, they get their friends to touch the fucking wire like little assholes. But, uh, but you know, that's, but with kids like that's, you know, um, there, there's the lesson, uh, you know, Hey, is this going to hurt? Yeah, it's going to hurt. Can I do it? Oh, yeah, sure. Once. Right. <laughs> you know, um, uh, the barbarian way. I read that book once and, and that was a lot of the, and I, and I, I really, that book kind of struck a nerve with me and I was like, yeah, that's, that's how I want to raise my kids. Um, a little bit different than how my wife had intended to raise our kids. You know what I mean? Um, I think about Annie, Annie being the, the freaking crazy ass adventure kid. Um, we're in Colorado and we, there's this big, the rock pile caves that we would go through and just climb and, and she's like, Dad, come here. You got to see this. So I crawl through and I get to where she's sitting. And she's sitting like like at the opening, right? Mm-hmm. And when I see her, like I'm looking up and I can just see her and Sky. And I'm like, oh, cool. So I like crawl up and I freaking, I put my hands up and I pull myself up. And it's just like the moment where you and I came through the clouds when we were hiking in Alaska. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. We come through the clouds and our feet are on the ledge of a 400-foot drop. Same fucking thing. I put my hands up. I pull up and I look down. I'm like, oh, that's that's death. That's death right there. And I was like, and she's sitting there like a fucking champ, like has no fear at all. So, because if I startle her, she's going to fall and die. So I very slowly reach my hand around and I grab a hold of the back of her shirt very, very tightly. And I'm like, hey, let's, uh, 
slide back a little bit of this edge here. Let's just, let's just kind of just pull back. She's, okay, Dad. So I've, I've got a fucking death grip on her. White slide, knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You slide back, freaking. I can't let her see my fear because, I'm like, oh my god. Um, and uh, but again, we're we're talking on on parentship, but like you know, but there, if if your partner doesn't also mm-hmm. subscribe to that method, right? You just almost killed your kid and yeah. you're in a bad way. Yeah. You know, and that's another important thing. It's like, how you, how do you raise your kids? Mm-hmm. How are you going to raise your kids? And, and how, do, what does that look like? And do you guys have the same vision for, for child rearing and, and child rearing doesn't stop at high school graduation. It continues. Right. Oh, uh, and that's another thing, like the, the waters of dealing with adult children. Right. Um, you know, it's like, Hey, yeah, cool. No, go. Live, do, do you, you're an adult, make your decisions. Mm-hmm. We're going to be here. We're going to love you. We're going to always catch you. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to catch you. Mm-hmm. Whether you're freaking four or 40. Yeah. Right. That's... I might have to freaking move my walker to catch you. Right. <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to be there. And then that's going to be a thing. I'm going to let you feel pain. I'm going to let you hurt. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you struggle. Because if I if I save you from everything, if I protect you from everything, if I keep you from everything, you're never going to learn anything. Mm. And that's if you don't share that that mentality with with your spouse, with your you know, you're fucked. Mm. You're so fucked. Mm. Because then then you're working apart from each other. Yeah. You know? Because you're here and you're and, and I'm I'm the one. I'm I'm the one that's freaking let them. Pull back. Mm-hmm. Stop getting involved. Just just stop. They need to feel pain. Mm-hmm. They need to experience this. We cannot save them from everything. That's that's something that has become more relevant recently. Um, just because some of the s- situations that our kids have been getting into, my wife and I will both recognize the situation. And then I'll either I'll pull her aside or she'll pull me aside, and she'll be like, "Okay, what do you think?" And I'm, I'll give her my my opinion, or I'll do the same with her. And then if we see that there is a, a difference in opinion, like, "Okay, we need to hash this out before we try to hash that with them," because yes. the last thing that kid needs is us in disagreement about the situation they're going through. Yep. And it's like, so we need to show them that we're, we're like bringing a united front. And, and so important. And that's something that we've been, um, that we've been doing more so, but also like one of the things like in, and, and again, we're talking about marriage, not, not kids. That it's like you know those who get married. Would it be better if we shut the door? No, <laughs> no. I mean, we're, we're putting this out on the airways. No, 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 no. It's yeah. one of the things that people you know those married couples who do decide to have kids is that they are just as much as. And this sounds weird, but they are just as much as part of that marriage as just you two are. And the means of you can't be continuously contradicting each other. You know, mm-hmm. like if, if, you know, if you're talking to kid a 
and you say this and then your spouse goes, well, but this, this, and that. And it's like, no, no, I, no, no yeah. I just said this. And, and, you know, and I, and, uh, my wife and I got to a point where like, we started catching each other. We're like, Hey, um, I'm saying something, please wait. And we're like, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, cause, cause we both feel like, you know, we, we feel like we need to, to give our two cents to the kids and, and, you know, but of course my wife and I are very competitive. Like we can't bowl together like by ourselves <laughs> because, because that, like, fuck, I remember like one of the last times we did it and granted, you know, we weren't in a great place anyways. Like we left early because we realized that we were getting too pissed at each other because we couldn't fucking bowl together. And it's like, granted, we've, we've definitely, you know, lightened up since then, you know, cause bowling is just fun. Right. But it's, you have to be on the same level. And if you aren't ahead of time, tell it, you know, tell the kids, Hey, we will talk about this. Give us a little bit of time. Yeah. And then you get together with your spouse and be like, okay, are, are we good to talk together with them? Like about whatever the situation is, because if we're not, if you and I have difference of opinion, we need to figure what that is first and then deal with this. It confuses the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Even as adults, it confuses the kid. Yeah. If mom's saying one thing and dad's saying the other. And that's, that's one of those really, a really hard thing is, is making sure you're saying the same thing and making sure that they understand that the kids understand that, Dad's got mom and mom's got dad. Period. You know what I mean? So if there's if there's a spout off moment, right, where the kid pops off at mom, dad is there in a flash saying, Oh no. And and <laughs> the language that you use is important, right? Yeah. You're not gonna talk to my wife that way. Yeah. Right? And and it, you don't say your mom, mm-hmm. right? Because she belonged to me before you belonged to us, mm-hmm. right? And belong is possessive, and I know and it kind of freaks people out, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? But but, but don't you, take it that way. You belong right? to her just as yeah, much as exactly. she belongs We belong to, to each other before you were here. Yes. Right? And so my protection instinct goes straight to, goes straight to her. Yeah. Right? You're not going to fucking talk to your mother that way, period. Yeah. And, and when, and, you know, the kids pop off to me, I would hope that, that would be the same response. You know, it would yeah. be freaking, oh, oh, hey, oh, hell no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what did you do? like? You know what I mean? Like she's like taking off her shoe, getting ready to throw it at the kid before I get like, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Well, you like, know, and, and that's again, from the dude's perspective, right? That's like, we get into that protective mode mm-hmm. and we should, we should go to the defense of our spouse first, mm-hmm. even from our kids. Yeah. Like, no. That's you're not gonna talk to this person, mm-hmm. right? Because this person is the freaking the most important thing in the world to me, and you're not, I'm not gonna allow this. That's not okay, you know. And then and that trickles down into other things too. Right. Um, and and discipline's another one. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, you're too hard on them. <laughs> Fuck no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's yeah. Be hard on them now. Yeah. So because life's gonna be even harder on them later. Definitely calling the kids out is becoming a more relevant thing in the marriage, um, particularly with my daughter because, you know, she's older and she's 
becoming more and more articulate. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and so uh, I'm trying to remember what, what they even got talking about. But like I was in, I was in my bedroom and my wife and my daughter were in the kitchen. She said something with attitude that just, it, it struck a nerve with me. Mm-hmm. And, and I found myself like rushing to the defense of my wife. And, and that defense started with like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and, and it got real quiet in the other room. And of course I get up, I go there. I'm like, what'd you just say? And, uh, um, uh, I'm like, yeah, let's, let's rethink that. And I said, um, what I meant to say was this and you know and then obviously like cleaned it up i'm like yeah that's what you meant to say wasn't it it's like yes that's what i meant to say it's like okay good and it's just it's it's definitely one of those things where it's like i, I won't tolerate that you know i right. won't i won't tolerate you know a child <laughs> to to ever ever speak that way and it's one of those things but at the same time like you know, I get called out because I maybe speak too frankly with the kids, and and it's like you know what, yeah, you know, at, at to an extent, you know, at least I think you know. And and one thing I actually even had talked with the kids, like, listen, if you come at me like an adult, I'm going to come at you like an adult, and trust me, I'm going to be far more unpleasant than you're going to be. <laughs> And, I've got more experience as an adult <laughs> right, than you do, so. right? And and yeah. that's and um and that's more so with my son because he he definitely has a little more feistiness in his in his aggression, and it's just like okay. comes comes with the name, right? And it's like listen, you're fucked when he turns fifteen. <laughs> so and and he's and actually he actually has been able to catch himself too, yeah. where he can tell he's like <sighs> too far. That was too yeah. far. <laughs> well, well, not necessarily too far. Is is he knows when he's getting to the point of going too far. Uh, and and he's and he starts to dial it back or if he definitely start i'm like hey i'm like you good he just he'll sit there he'll take a couple deep breaths and and he'll move on it's like hey it's like a part of a part of me feels good to see that aggression that he has that aggression because to to a man having that aggression is good but knowing how to control it, knowing when you need it or when you need to dial it back is important. Yeah. And and I feel like a part of me do, is has done him a little bit of a disservice because I feel like I'm I'm learning that late in life. Which which is a bit of a bummer. Yeah. I, I wish I had understood that at a way younger age. Same. Uh and so and so and another thing. Oh, fucking lying my son lies his ass off about the some of the stupidest shit stupidest shit. and and it's and i'm sitting there and like like and like okay biggest thing is like getting ready for school in the morning the kids have like a list of shit they got to take with them to school one of them especially during the year of covid or whatever it is they have to take their own water bottle because the water fountains are you know a birthing place for covid apparently and <laughs> and so okay and so <laughs> Like, there was one day where I, you know, because, you know, we're close to their school. We're walking to school. <laughs> his bottle had fallen out of his bag and was on the side of the road. <laughs> so, 
And I have to walk early with my daughter because she does the whole safety guard shit that she has at her school. So I find this water bottle and his name's on him. Like, huh, okay. And so I meet up with him later. I'm, you know, I give him a hug. I'm like, all right, buddy, have a good day. I'm like, hey, I'm like, you got your water bottle, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, where is it? And he's like, it's in my bag. You sure? Oh, yeah, dad, I put it in there at home. Are you sure? It, yeah. Are you sure? No. <laughs> oh, it's like, why the fuck did you just say that to begin with? It's like, wh- why? And so, of course, I'm holding on to it. <laughs> like, here you go. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> and they turn around, runs off, and it's like, dude. Uh, <laughs> it just, it's exhausting. Like, like, so, so I see how pe- how couples lose themselves taking care of the kids, right? Because they are they're their whole, it's a whole nother relationship you got to work with. So not only do you have the relationship with your spouse, but you have the relationship with your kids, and especially if you have more than one kid, it's it's that much more, and it's just holy fuck. Nobody yeah. prepares you for that. Even Nobody. like with premarital counseling, none of that. Prepared me no. for children. Like I always thought, and I read the books, dude. Right, I read the parenting <laughs> books. Like, and, and none of that says, "Hey, look." Uh, when you step into the, you know, you step from, you go from husband uh, to dad and husband. Oh, right. How do you manage that? It's just how do you be a dad, right? Or how do you be a good parent? How do you do all this? It doesn't tell you, like, oh, by the way, you're gonna need to fucking balance this out too. And and that's where like we're we're doing a lot of parenting talk, right? But the the whole aspect of this is is to do that, and and you do, and and you lose yourself in that, and you lose yourself in a lot of things, and yeah. and it's not just it's not just kids, you know. Careers can present an equally as challenging uh, thing, right? Um, and and pursuing and and encouraging your spouse to 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 follow that career, to do what do you want to do? What does your future look like? What does ten years look like for me right now? Um, and, and what is, what does 10 years look like for you with, without me? Right. Don't include me in your, and, and tell me what that looks like. Mm-hmm. That's so important. You get that picture. This is, this is where I'm at 10 years from now. Yeah. All right, cool. You know, and again, a, a lot of that comes down to expectation management. Mm-hmm. This is where, this is where they need to go. And hopefully they ask you the same question. You say, okay, cool. This is where I need to go. All right, so now you have two. You got two paths where the where where they need to go, and mm-hmm. and and then it becomes how do we get each other there, mm. right? Yeah, you know, um, it's two roads that are running concurrently, mm-hmm. that are that are that are touching, right? Um, and then you hop over on that road, and they hop over on your road, uh, and they they pave the road for you, they lay the bricks, they do all the things, right? They get you there. And you're getting them there. And then at the end of the day, you're both standing there at the top. And you're like, fuck, we did it. You know? And, and I think that's that's the big thing. And and knowing. Um, because all of a sudden, if, you know, they want to pursue their heart's desire, right? But they don't communicate that to you. What do you you're getting shunned. Mm-hmm. Right? You're getting put on the back burner for their career. You didn't talk about it. Right? They're not prioritizing you. Well, no, they're not prioritizing you right now because they're working to get somewhere where are they working to get towards and and taking that bite and taking that freaking that the the chop down to your ego is huge 
You have to. You have to freaking dial your ego back. And you never want them to pause. Mm-hmm. You never want them to pause. Because if they pause for you, there's the resentment. And it's and and so and that's another thing. Where the fuck was that in a goddamn book? Right? Where where was that in in how do you fucking do this shit, right? Mm-hmm. No. It's super important. I'm gonna get you there. You get me there, right? And then and then we get to use the word we. So when we're fat and happy and sitting on rocking chairs, freaking, you know, uh, on our lakeside property in the mountains, watching a sunset, freaking just like, yeah, there it is. Yeah. We got ourselves here. We, we did this. We did this. You, me, we. And, and that's important. And, and a lot of times that just gets faded out. Kids impact that shit, you know. Kids impact the, the women in the relationship a lot more because they're the ones that have to have the kids. Right. So, um, and you know, uh, and we men, uh, we fuck up that process a lot. Right. How do you support a pregnant wife? You buy her whatever, Yo, whatever, whatever she wants, she wants. <laughs> what, whatever yes, you she run to wants. McDonald's at fucking 1030 at night to get her an orange juice. And when you roll up to the thing, you just order an orange juice. And you, <laughs> they look at you and like, what the f- Okay. You know, there's a gas station right third, there, right? Third trimester. <laughs> Give me the fucking orange juice because I've got to take this home right now. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's um. But that's it. That's that's it. And I, I don't know. Well, we could literally just keep going, and and the worst part is, we would never. It doesn't end, right? Because. Like like I said earlier, and this is probably a terrible thing, is it ends one of two ways. Divorce or death. <laughs> in in my opinion, you're dark as fuck there. Well, no, 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 see, it's only dark if you see it as dark because you know if if it's death, that means you've you've lived this life together and you've and 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 it should be beautiful. Yeah. If it isn't beautiful, guess what? It's gonna end in divorce. True. You know, so True. so for me, like especially with uh, with working our relationship to make it that much better, it's I I see it as okay. This is ending in death. That's good. You know, it sounds bad, but it's a good thing. Yeah, you know? it's good. You know, Martha Stewart would say it's good. You know, however she says that shit. You know, but at the same time, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so it's. This is one of those things that you can't just talk about and have all the answers for. It's something that is, again, like we talked about with our folks, it's always growing. It's yeah. always moving forward. But as long as you're moving forward together, yeah, that's good. Failures. That's, that's positive. Failures are a thing, mm-hmm. right? You party hard in the successes, mm-hmm. right? But you learn in the failures, uh, and as long as you're not failing at the same thing twice, mm. you're making progress. Mm-hmm. Fail at something new every day. I failed <laughs> to listen today. Right. Don't fail to listen tomorrow. I failed to love you today. Don't fail to love me tomorrow. Mm. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And as long as you're failing at something new, you're good. And and that's and and we need to accept that. Mm-hmm. Hey, accept the failure, right? Because that's that's where it learns. You, you know, life is a series of mountaintops and valleys, right? You don't learn a fucking thing when you're on the mountaintop. No. 
You don't. You have this freaking rose-colored glasses. Life is good. Everything is easy, right? You have to learn how to climb the mountain. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Let the valleys be present. Let the failures happen. Um, and as long as you're not freaking fucking up the same shit over and over and over, you're, you're good, dog. You're good. You're good. <sighs> Let's go to last call, dude. I think it's time for last call. It is call. time. Hit the button, Bubba. We'll see you next week. Cheers, friends.